So it's been almost a year since the three of us have been together, actually, if you think about it. And we had to take a little break because of, well, a lot of different reasons, but, but I'm thinking now about like what you're talking about now, Joe, and what you're thinking about, um, it has so much to do with, with what was actually going on then. And, and so I think it'd be really interesting if we all talked about what we were going through at that time and what we, because this podcast has been really affecting a lot of people's lives and it's bringing in love it's bringing in relationships it's it's bringing in lessons it's causing blocks to release um people are healing and i know for sure that you were going through so much and you guys i don't know if you know well of course you don't but we um we actually recorded some episodes of joe with joe um where he was talking about some pretty personal stuff and then we were just about to put them out and he says uh, please no please don't release these <laughs> like i'm not ready i'm not ready and <laughs> and so there was a lot going on with you i mean a lot i wow and so i want to talk about that like i i know you're ready now you that's why we all got together you said that you um you know, so I, I'm wondering, you know, what, how did the podcast affect you? Like from beginning to like, just that whole, just even in that year and what happened? Like, what did you attract into your life? Yeah, that, it was a crazy thing. Um, that podcast and, uh, it seemed like what we were talking about would just come in into, into our lives to my life, especially, uh, and as a podcaster myself and running the, uh, the fringe FM and doing lighting the void, I, it was about that time I started to get attention from the female side of things. And in a way that, uh, this one person came into my life and just threw themselves at me. And if, and then, at, I was like, whoa, you know, they, they threw themselves at me in a way where that had never happened to me before, right? Um, and I thought, well, this person's kind of cute. They, they're real kind of feminine, which, of course, a man's attracted to that, right? And I felt that whole acceptance thing, like, they don't just accept me. They, they, they really admire what I'm doing and all this stuff. So this is cool, right? And and I, I thought immediately I need to, like, say my intention here. So I kind of flirted back a little bit. And then they just threw even more, like, just sexual innuendo, like, bam, bam, back. And it's, 
when it when it's the first time that it happens to you as a man you cannot help but be a little curious right even though most men would would be like yeah it did that you always tell yourself like i don't know i don't know if I, I should talk to somebody like this but the way that they were doing it it seemed very confident and it seemed like well hey i'm just this person that's confident with my sexuality are you not and that's when the kind of the game started right like the challenge kind of thing are you not are you not comfortable with your sexuality and who you are because i can show you right and i was like well i want to be that way i want to definitely be that way and then it, it kind of led me down this path with this person where i'm trying to they here's the red flag that i should have i should have like saw immediately because they immediately started coming out with coming at me with well I, i'm a victim of abuse and this and that and they would keep saying i'm a victim of abuse and i didn't really like understand what that meant you know i was like oh i'm sorry this kind of this this happened to you this thing that she said that she was abused by her ex or whatever which i still don't know if it's true or not okay i don't want to interrupt but i'm going to because i just thought i'd throw this in there um that when you look up on youtube like the 10 main signs of like a sociopath yeah i'm hitting them right probably a sociopath or a, a narcissist it one of them is they will tell you they have a history of trauma or they will tell no. you that they have been wounded or they've been sexually abused or something like that because that creates the trauma bonding right like that for for people who are caring loving codependent you know yeah. we want to like oh you know we want to love that I person pick, yeah right yeah, yeah. so anyway yeah. just saying i'm not i'm not judging this situation or saying that that's the case i'm just saying no well, i didn't know that i didn't even know what narcissism was sociopath i didn't know anything about this stuff i just thought well, this person's really opening up to me and I should like help them or I should uh, show them, connect with them. Cause this is the kind of person that will, ex will really connect with me. And then they got into talking about <clears throat> this BDSM and uh, the, uh, um, the hell's the name of that movie. Everybody watched 50 shades of gray. It's like, Oh, have you seen this movie? And I'm like, yeah, I've seen this movie. I watched it before. I kind of get it, you know, like the whole submissive, dominant submissive thing i understand it you know I'm like oh no 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 it's actually a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing right because you learned that you can be really trust somebody and it, and it creates a bond that you'll never have with anybody ever you know and they're all like this obsessed about this bond that you create with this thing which is intriguing to me because i'm thinking hey from the time i was little i wanted that kind of connection you know, um, this is this is where it gets weird, right? So there's a part of this uh, BDSM culture that actually you do kind of start to feel like it does create a loving bond. But it's a, I don't think, I just, I don't know. I don't want to judge anybody. But for me, like, it slipped into something entirely different, right? So as this stuff went on, uh, she would reveal more things to me, uh, more things that, I didn't want to judge, but at first when I heard about them, I was like, really? You know, like daddy dom stuff. So they want you to be like their daddy and they want you to talk to them like they're, you know, you're their little girl and they want you to spank them. And you, they actually want you to get on to them all the time and boss them around, things like that. 
whatever. This to me is like just play, right? It's play at first. And then as it kind of goes on, there were certain things that were asked of me that I just didn't want to do that I didn't feel right about. You know, I, I kind of questioned or I wouldn't do. Uh, and th this person, I think they waited until I got, till they started saying I love you and all the stuff they got. It's too long of a story to actually say the, the psychological side of it, but it's the whole falling in love thing, but it's really not falling in love. They're waiting for you to get to that moment where you will start feeling that way and then bring in all this other stuff because now you care about them a lot and now you really want to fix the situation right and every time i either refuse to do those types of things or acted in a questioning type manner well you're not masculine enough you're not dominant enough i need a real man in my life it's like what you know what i mean like what, what are you talking about like, I am a real man. No, you're not. You're a little boy. You're just a weak little boy. Wait a minute. Last week you were crying telling me you just loved me and you wanted to take care of me and all this other stuff, you know? So now, I'm like, my heart's in my gut, you see? And it's, they're creating this trauma in, in, me, in me. And now I feel like, well, no, no, no. I've got to show her that I really do care. I'll do it. I'll do this. What do, you want, what do you want me to do? Does it really make you feel better? I mean, really? And so <clears throat> when you do something that you wouldn't, um, it's hard to even say, when you would never normally do, right? And, and they've got that love hook into you. It causes a really weird thing to happen inside of you. It's something that will not go away until you face it like you you have to face it so uh and to be honest with you these i wouldn't have got out of there without divine intervention i don't think i would have made it out of there without you guys this is my this is my point to understanding these energies and i think we just need to help each other and realize we're all human and we make mistakes you know um but it's like uh Well, you, you know, and it's like we, uh, we want love, like we, we want connection, we, you know, and when somebody that kind of thing can make you feel so special. And, and it, it's, it almost is, uh, becomes almost addictive, like, I'm so special, this person makes me feel so special, because there's these certain things that they're having me yeah, do. Right that are so maybe strange or that I've never done before. And it's, yeah, and then it just creates this. It's like a taboo. It's an intimate thing. You think it's intimate, right? Because you and that person do this and nobody else knows about it, but you and that person have this thing. That's the bond they're talking about, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then for all we know, that person probably has had that thing with a million people or a million other people. <laughs> right whatever yeah. but yeah <laughs> that's that's pretty much what ended up happening too but so you go down the road of first like it's um it's kind of like when when you get introduced to drugs at first it's weed then you do a little like oh here's a little cocaine you know oh well, here's a little ecstasy i don't know have you ever tried smack before you know so like in bdsm you're just tying people up at first or you know whatever 
you got spankings and tying people up and then it goes to well what you you want me to actually hit you with a belt or something you want me to what to you you know now you want me to call you my daughter and then do certain certain things that just don't feel right to me you know but what really is the messed up thing is these there's people that do this that I don't judge that maybe they do find love this way I don't know but in my case this was a direct attack on my self-esteem, my manhood, who I really was, because this person was the flip opposite of my growing up, right? The masculine had let them down. And instead of admitting it and feeling that pain and going through it, they're going to take this out on men over and over again, right? They're going to like really hurt them because it makes them feel empowered. It fills their ego up, you know? Tell and me so, how it was the flip opposite of what you. Well, so I go up to, uh, I finally, they, they know me in a way that like, I'm a family person. This person did get to know me. Like they know what's important to me. Come up here, we'll do Christmas and I'll make you dinner. And it's like a normal thing. And I really like the family type thing. Yeah, that sounds great. That'll get me on the airplane, you know? And then once I get, it's like the salesman getting you in the door, right? So then once you get in the airplane, now I got, now I'm this far away from home. You got me all the way away from my home. And then they had me where they wanted me. And so it was like, I found some things that kind of popped up that showed that they weren't as loyal as they said they were, that they were kind of doing what you were talking about. They were doing this not just with other people, but with multiple couples and groups and stuff like that and had me thinking I was a special person that they loved and we had an intimate connection or something, right? And then I confronted them about it and it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like I finally got to see who this person really was and they were like making me stand outside like I was a dog and all this other stuff, you know, uh, trying to punish me. And luckily, I reached out to a very good friend who I still talk to today. And I was like, this is going on. I'm trapped out here, and I don't know what to do. If that friend wouldn't have came along, I don't, I don't know how I would have got out of there. But I do know that I was leaving, you know, that I'm getting out of there. So I don't know. I mean, is there any questions y'all want to know other than that? Because well, that's, yeah, that's, I, that's I, well, I have a reflection. Then, I, ha- like I have a thought. reflection because I, I watched you attract this into your life. And I remember, you know, when we started the podcast, you really wanted a relationship. And then it was like, we were talking about, you know, the, the parasite and the energy that feeds off of our sexuality. And then it was, um, suddenly you had attracted this relationship into your life and I was seeing red flags all the way but you were so excited by it and I was like okay he needs to explore this and I don't want to judge it or assume I know but I remember one of our recordings I had to um I got very angry I got super triggered and I could feel that somehow this person was like feeding off your energy and and all of our energy and sort of like not allowing you to do your work. It was taking you down. Like it was mm-hmm. to destroy Definitely. you in every way because you were 
so lovesick in the sense that you weren't able to focus, you weren't able to do your work because she had you in this trauma bond. Like her flip outs and everything that was going on with her was like just taking you off your center completely. Yeah, and I and got she, so triggered. <laughs> yeah, like, and she, she was getting, I remember she was getting really jealous that you were on the podcast with the two of us. And then yeah. you yeah. got, you, you, like one week you couldn't do the, you couldn't record or something because you were just, you know, it sh yeah. It was, I, have, I, had to, I had to walk on eggshells about everything I did, everything. You know, and it was to the point where they would do this, like, I would just say, hey, why are you upset? Well, I'm not upset or, or you're crazy or you're imagining things. And this whole, like, every time I expressed my feelings, I was nuts, crazy, or something was wrong with me, right? Severely too, to a traumatic, something severely wrong with you to a traumatic point of view. And it's like, you start really thinking, man, am I just this messed up person? But then there's this voice in the back of your head. It's like, no, you're not messed up, Joe. There's like, look at what you've been doing, right? Like this person is messing with you and other people are telling you this too. They're like, this person is messing with you. They're screwing with you. And they have, it's like when someone really like gives you, especially me, like if I give you all of myself, it, I sh I, it's over, you know, I like, that's how, that's how it was. I gave my heart, soul and mind to somebody and they just took it and used it like it was a, a 20 ounce drink or something, you know? Um, and I, yeah, and, that, and that's where you, you were lacking your own boundaries. And I, and I yeah. think that's the like mis, misleading idea of love or the fairy tale that some of us bought into really young is that we need to do that in order to keep someone or that that's what love is. And that's not what love is, you know, and that's vampirism and like a, a, if you're giving all of yourself to someone, the only person who's going to take all of that is someone who's going to misuse it because any healthy person would be like, Hey, no, that's yours. Like take care of yourself. Like, I think it's time for you to go to work or for you to focus right. on this aspect of your life or for you to go be with your friends now, because like we've had a lot of personal time. It's not someone who's going to like drain every ounce of your energy. Um, or, or Which, ask you to do things that are so uncomfortable for you and not something that you're wanting to do and you're feeling you. weird about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and see, um, I saw some things in the Pacific Northwest that I will never be able to unsee, too, because it was like I was in this dark world almost in my point of view okay like if, if if people think that's i'm not judging but in my in my inner core like it was a very dark time it was like the epitome of the symbolism of not only abandonment but rejection and somebody that really doesn't and uh, psychosis everything right but what it was happening was i believe was something to show me that show me that a lot of what i was doing to myself was an illusion you know um but I did, I did start to realize that there were some, like I looked up narcissism, the sexual narcissism, covert narcissism. I started looking this up and saw just how diabolical this was about how they kind of slowly bait you in to do this. And, and 
they kind of do it on an unconscious level in a way too. They justify it to themselves, but really what they're doing is they're feeding their own ego and their own self-esteem off doing what they're doing to you, you know? Um, well, it's the chronic emptiness that people feel yeah. and then the parasite comes in very tempting to kind of lure you into this. And if you get caught up with it and you, you find it's just like the drug, you know, you feel, oh, it's fulfilling this need and then you get addicted and it's never going to be enough. So, of course, it has to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger until you realize, hey, this, is, this isn't going to ever satisfy me. There is no um deep well of satisfaction here and then you then you're able to get out of it but i think each one of us has to come face to face with the parasite at some point in our life and for you it was in this moment after we had like talked about it so much and then it was like not only manifested that. it <laughs> not only that this person like i kind of took them under my wing like in a <clears throat> in the media world and they learned a bunch of stuff from me only to go out and create their own deal behind the kind of, and then be like, look how, pr aren't you proud of me, daddy? Right. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like betraying me here. You see what I mean? And it's like, when are you going to wake up, Joe? Right? Yeah, that's, that's your boundary. When, yeah. When are you going to wake up and start setting some real boundaries for yourself? And now, now that I've done that, and now I'm in this realm of like, so what's unconditional love? You know, how long do you let somebody just treat you a certain way before you say enough? Like I'm worth, I'm worth what I want. You know, you see what I mean? Like when I, when I, everybody wants, I think something different. Like I, I want somebody to step out for me and say, Hey, yeah, no, this is Joe. This is like, this is my person. Not ashamed to say it, not hide me not not keep me under a under a bushel or something and be proud to be next to me kind of thing and the reason i think that happens is i want that so much is that i attract things in my life that show me that you don't really need that though you need to be that person for yourself first you know i think i think that's because i'm still we're all still going through stuff we're all still growing you know but it feels like a lot of, I had a similar thing happen once, but it was weird because I never um, got to the point where the person was then um, like kind of abusing me on the flip side, which is the stereotypical um, sociopath or narcissist. So I was, I couldn't recognize, I was like, well, but is this person sociopath or is, anyway. Yeah, right. But what I do know, and I think part of the healing um, that can happen is is just acknowledging um the level of maybe attention that that we want which i think is basically what you're saying you, you know you're saying like um we need to give that to ourselves right um yeah. but you know i i realized like wow i i was i was really neglected as a child and um and i i really have a need for love and attention that might go beyond maybe what's healthy um or or i i can be susceptible to that and also you know there's something to be said and and i know amalia can probably speak to this but when you're coming into a certain level of power in your life um and when you're opening to 
the light or when you're actually growing toward the light. I don't know if the parasite gets the message from across the world oh, and, yeah. and says like, hey, whoa, 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 we've got one headed to the light. Oh, oh God, you know, like get, go, go after him, go after her, you know, like yeah. now, 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 time is of the essence. You know, but I, I mean, I had not even really attracted that ever in my life. And, and so I'm like, where, where did this come from? You know, and. Because you started growing really fast. Partially. Yeah, and that's, ex that is exactly what happens. It's like, there's an announcement in the realms and they, you become seen just as much. The, the second you notice the parasite, like we spoke so much about the parasite. You guys were so aware of it. I was talking to it and then I saw you both kind of like just invited in and I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like I got so triggered. I was like yelling at both of you on one of our podcast recordings and I thought, oh my God, I need to check myself because what's happening? And I, we, I just said, okay, pause, time out, break. Um, and I'm so proud of both of you to really like step back and look and, and we all looked, I mean, just to take responsibility because i think what happens in spiritual communities especially when they start growing um in the light is that of course the darkness the, this these parasitic entities these vampiric entities they're all kind of conjured up because there's a new pulsation and it's like new food and so we have to be vigilant in our own way that we're monitoring our boundaries and if we don't have really strong personal boundaries if they get in it, it's just what happens it's just a part of the practice it's part of reality it's like you have to clean your house once a week else you're gonna have dust on the floor and dust right. on your furniture right you you have to wash your clothes if you don't want animals growing in them right so it's, it's just what we need to do and the more and more aware you get the more it becomes critical and dangerous if you don't do it you're, you're just endangering yourself when you know so much and yet you're not really um taking care i know that's been a huge thing for me and i can look at back in retrospect and and give thanks to all those horrible moments like getting caught up in what you were just speaking to joe like i've been there um but the, that's how i learned like because i don't know if i would have learned a different way but now I can say, oh, okay, so that's not love. <laughs> like, okay, right. it felt good. It was seductive. It lured me in. I got caught up with it. I got the taste of power, but that's they're not where I want to go with it. Yeah, they're, they're convinced it's love. or They're trying to convince you it's love. But you know deep down in your intuition, this ain't right. You know it's and, not. And maybe they go through their process and they come out the other side too. Like, who knows where your friend is at in that in that process it's right. it's tricky because i think sometimes we want to demonize the person who's like um bringing this to our awareness but it's really uh our responsibility to to trust ourselves and find define our boundaries and just say no like no thank you i'm not interested in this kind yeah. of play or dynamic right and and these are my priorities and you need to back up because you're you know, trying to steal my energy. So enough. Well, I mean, you're right. If I would have done that, I would have been the actual agent of change in that person's life that I wanted to be. 
by setting my own boundaries uh, as to what I'm going to put up with and not put up with. You know, I think sometimes people need to see that too. Yeah. That's how we teach each other. I think is just modeling it. Like I know when I've been around someone who doesn't, who has really strong boundaries, I have a number of friends, even just this last weekend, there was this girl in my, I was leading the class and one of the guys was being really disruptive and he like had his feet out on someone else's mat. And I was thinking, Oh my God, do I need to kick this guy out of the class? And she was like, Hey, you need to like get in your space. And she just reprimanded him. And I was so happy. She had such a clear boundary for herself because she knew the work we were about to do. And she just called her space. She didn't hesitate. Like I hesitated because I was thinking, Oh, this is going to sound rude. Oh, how am I going to say this? So it's still nice. So, so I don't trigger the crap out of this person. Like I was processing how to hold my boundary where she just like held it. And I can tell you, she, she taught me something so huge in that moment. Like, wow, I want to get to that moment where I'm not thinking about how to hold my boundary. I just hold it. Yeah. That, you know, that's like next level for me. And you'll, and you'll, <laughs> you'll attract the right person in your life if you do that too. You'll attract a person that will respect you for it and not try to make you feel bad because you got boundaries or you're, you know, this or that. And I think what, what happened to me was, uh, is a, was someone trying to tear down my boundaries to get to my energy core. And, uh, you know, like as, as a man, I'm a kind of a guy that uh, I'm an emotional kind of guy, like I'm a sensual guy and I need to be okay with that and not have someone tell me I'm not man enough because I'm that way, you know, cause it's, that's BS. And that's what I think. I, I think that is horrible when somebody says that to a man. Like, I don't think in all my relationships I ever said anything like that. I just feel like that's very, right then and there, that's kind of like, ding, ding, red flag. <laughs> like, oh. you're not man enough. Like, yeah. That's, it, that's, it's the, so that's when I should have went. Yeah. What was it, that? just every, men feeling so emasculated like I know I've been guilty of it on a number of occasions not on not purposefully trying to do it but because I'm like demanding or needing some sort of excellence or needing to be met in a certain way accidentally I have like demeaned their manhood and it's when I notice I've done it, I feel so horrible because I know how damaging and how sensitive men are. It is. Yeah, it sucks. Um, it's horrible. It's horrible. And I've, I've done it in, in many relationships and it's not because I don't love or care for them. It's just um, like trying to, I don't know, get my needs met or try to um, teach a lesson or maybe I'm challenging them because maybe my masculine energy is too strong and I know how to hold the feminine pull so well at certain times. So it's, but it's when you hard. become balanced, We're I think you would say like you would probably say, cause this has happened to me before where a person's like, Hey, you need to take care of your stuff. So I know I've been showing you all this love and emotion and all this other stuff, but I'm just going to cut that off. So you'll take care of your stuff without actually communicating it. Right. That's what messes people up. I think that messes people up. If, if you love somebody, you come out and say, hey, maybe we've been spending a little bit too much time together and 
I love all this stuff, but let's, let's focus on, we need to focus on this thing here, right? Instead of I'm going to manipulate the situation, just cut the emotion off. And then it doesn't really matter. They'll get the message and start taking care of their stuff. That's to me, it's just as bad as it's bad. You know? Uh, Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your vulnerable, beautiful heart with us. I know our listeners really appreciate hearing from a man's perspective and knowing that we're all human, that we're all in this, we're all trying to figure out right relation and healthy relation and returning to love. So thank you for listening and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care. us if you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us you can find us at lovesexagenda.com that's lovesexagenda.com you can also find us on facebook and instagram love sex and the hidden agenda Mm